Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon, shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon, head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, good friend of the show. I don't know, you've been on a few times already. Uh, Mike Jeffers, how are you doing this evening? Good, 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 good. Is every guest a very special guest? Uh, not all no, of them. We've only ever said that about you. Yeah, not all of them, but you in particular, yeah. Well, that shows that I, I haven't listened to your show in quite a while because I I don't know if you're te- if you're telling me porky pies or not. Yeah. Okay. You know I think you've just been downgraded to just a regular special guest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he says that to every guest. <laughs> I get him. I get him up on a high, and then I downgrade him. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing good. You probably. Haven't asked me that yet, have you? Well, anyway, let me preempt it by saying I'm doing good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. Good, yeah, awesome. It's great to see you. <laughs> yeah, and it's great to see most of your face. Right? <laughs> Am I doing like that's the weird thing is that I'm on my phone right now, and you guys are saying that I'm like super zoomed in, but like the little box that I see, I'm like just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like. What is with my phone? <laughs> it's totally fine. As long as we it's can a, hear you, I'm picking up the audio just fine. Yeah, but I don't want you like look at my inside my nose or something. That's weird. It's Wait. the uh, it's the format. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Skype format. Yeah, and I'm like 40 now, so like my eyes are bad. I'm looking at my phone like. <laughs> but no, no, it's very it's very cinematic. It's good. We get, it is. We get a lot of shots like this in, in like modern horror movies these days. Yeah. Some oh, yeah. Super, super zoomed in. Yeah. Right, right on the ice. Yeah, very close, very close uh, first person shot there. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So what have you been what have what have y'all been up to? Mike, when did we talk yeah. to you last? Was it I think you and JR were on uh was it Halloween? did we talk about Halloween? Was that the last episode we did? Yeah, we talked about Halloween. We talked about the the movie franchise in general, mm-hmm. not just the first movie. Uh and that was that was a while ago. That was yeah. Still summer times, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I I want to I want to say July, maybe I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think I was away. Yeah, or, Brent. Yeah, Brent. Well, it had to have been. It, it was over the fourth. 
or somewhere around there, whatever Monday or whatever was around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when's your uh, when's your wedding anniversary, Brent? Oh yeah, December thirty first. It wasn't that. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> what you got was... you got married on December thirty first. Yeah, for tax reasons. He did. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Explain the tax reasons. I was joking. It was actually, oh. and, my, and I speak. I'll speak for my wife and I. We we hate it in that going places on our anniversary is awful. There's like extra things to do, yeah. But I mean, people are everywhere. It's yeah. a nightmare. Like the last anniversary, I caught COVID. <laughs> yeah. So why why don't you why don't you celebrate your anniversary on January first? That would be interesting because nobody's doing anything and most things are closed. So but, that's, but that's most things are closed. Yeah. <laughs> we I don't want to stay at home with the kids. <laughs> it's like the one time of year, we don't have a normal babysitter. This is the one time of year just my wife and I get to go like sleep over somewhere. No. <laughs> well well my my wife and I we kind of we we say that our our first official like we're together is December thirty first mm-hmm. because we went we went to a New Year's Eve we went to two different New Year's Eve parties one to meet all of her friends and one to meet all of my friends and so we're like this this makes it official this is like our official really dating kickoff was nice. was New Year's Eve okay. But we don't really we don't celebrate that because we actually celebrate our wedding anniversary. But when yeah. is your actual wedding anniversary? Uh, April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh. Okay. Right. Was that? And when, when did you? When did y'all get married? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yep. In the Cook County Courthouse. <laughs> oh, the CCC. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it was. It was no no pressure. Right. Whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. No. No muss. In no fuss. <laughs> no. Nope, our. Neither. None of our parents had to go bankrupt. Uh, putting it on. And, uh, yeah. We. We like. We liked that. That was. That was a plus. Nice. You know. You want to. You want to hear a weird story about my wedding? Yes. <laughs> uh, right. We. Like. I like. This is. This is a great preamble to this movie that we're about to talk to about. It, Weddings, yeah. good times, happy times. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> but we, like, we weren't we weren't really in a hurry to get married, right? Like having an official like piece of paper and having it, you know, whatever, like, wasn't a big deal to us. Um, so we we got married in 2010, and we had had our first child was born in 20 or 2006. So we had a kid for four years. We'd been together for you know five years or so, and. But we decided if we were going to do it, we want, if we were going to have a wedding, we wanted to have like an actual wedding. So, um, we, we, we wanted to get a buy-in from our parents and like my wife's parents were like, yeah, we'll help pay for the place. And like my family was like, we'll help pay for whatever. And one thing was like, my mom was like, yeah, I'll help with the catering. Like I'll help with the food. Right. So, um, so that was my I mom. Think I know where this is going. <laughs> you might. Yeah, you were there. You were there. Um. So my mom was like, "Yeah, I'll help with the food." Yeah, basically. So my mom was like, "I'll help with the food," and I was like, "Cool, right?" So, uh, fast forward to like a couple months before the wedding, 
And I was like, hey, mom, you know, you said you would help with the food. Like, we've been looking at whatever. Like, here's what we're looking at. Not a lot. Like, we're not looking to break the bank. Just, like, have some food for some people. And she was like, she was like, oh, well, you know, like, I gave you guys some money on your birthdays and Christmas or whatever. Like, I thought that would go toward it. And I was like, I was like, what? No. Like, you said you would help with this fucking thing. Like, it's, and she, and she was like, oh. No, I've got nothing for you. I've <laughs> so so I was yeah. like, okay, fuck, all right. Well, uh, so for the wedding, what we did was like I cooked. I don't even know, like dozens of pounds of spaghetti. I just cooked so much pasta <laughs> and mixed it with like pasta sauce. We just had spaghetti was the main meal at our funeral because my mom like fucking shirked her responsibilities at the last I minute. I didn't know that. That because I wasn't okay. So like when I showed up on your wedding day and was like, Hey man, how's it going? You know, how, 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 how was last night and stuff? You, you said we were up so late prepping vegetables. I remember you saying like we were cut, we cut so many fucking carrots, but that makes so much more sense now that you. <laughs> yeah. Cause no, my, my mom fucked me over at the last minute. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to point out a few moments ago, you misspoke and said funeral. Instead of wedding. That is, oh my that is, god that's quite the freudian slip the freudian slip <laughs> you know it, it kind of felt like that i just came i was at a funeral last weekend so yeah oh no but okay. no it was did you, uh did you make spaghetti for that one too i did <laughs> i made i made spaghetti no one appreciated it absolutely no one appreciated my homemade spaghetti especially when you set the bowl down next to the flowers They're right like, what is this? but you know that is i mean that is funny because yeah i I, the thing is like you appreciate the money yeah you know that it goes towards it that someone wants to contribute but in situations like this time time is way more precious than money yeah and it's like we appreciate that you gave us the money but what matters more is that we don't have time to make the food. That's what we need. Is we yeah. need we need hands making these things yeah. for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know I gotta say like kudos to to Jordan Owens and Brent. You were part of you were part of my what what's it called bridal party? You know the 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 best man and and all that. But <laughs> yeah, I I remember Jordan Owens walking into my apartment and I was like cooking all this pasta and Jordan was like, what's going on? What do you need? And I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm like, I got all this shit going on. And he was like, I got this. And he he, he was like, I'll take over. Like, I'll, you know, I'll jump right into this. (laughs) I believe he did. In fact, he was just in Japan, maybe still in Japan with Colin Garvey and some like Buddhist monk. like tagged him in like a fucking Facebook post that popped up on my, on my feed where like Jordan cooked like him and a bunch of other monks of a dinner. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, my, my wife attended a wedding. I think she was maybe part of it. She was one of the bridesmaids. Uh, she attended a wedding once where the caterer actually quit the day of and, <laughs> oh, and no. was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And, uh, so she, she ended up like pitching in maybe with some other people and maybe she did it all by herself. I, I, I forget exactly, but yeah, she ended up pitching in playing both parts, caterer slash bridesmaid. Was, um, no oh, fun. was the bride cool? Like, was she like freaking irate bridezilla or like, 
I don't I, <laughs> see that. Part. I don't. I didn't see that part, but uh, you know, I because we got on the conversation where it's like, like I would, I would love. I mean, it would, it would absolutely suck for the people involved, you know, and my heart would go out to them. But just once, I think it would be very cool, very funny, very interesting at the least to be at one of the be at a wedding where you see in so many movies and TV shows where either the groom or the bride just doesn't show up just like chickens <laughs> out at the last yeah that because i i don't know if you if you've ever heard of that happening if that's ever happened in real life. i've never heard of that happening. I know, i've seen it I've in movies yeah but it happens in movies tv all the time yeah and just once i think yes something like that would be great to witness i mean you feel and, bad and for everybody but you know yeah, like, yeah yeah absolutely but this is you know the, the story I just told about my wife and the caterer, like that's, she, she was like, this is as close as it's ever gotten where, where, you know, someone who is an integral part in making sure that everything goes smoothly quits. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's still, it's not quite the same, but it is still disastrous in its own way. Yeah. No, that's kind of what it felt like in, at my wedding was like my mom just quit. Like my, you yeah, know, yeah, we were, we were counting way, yeah. on my mom for an integral role. And she just quit. You know? <laughs> Man, what a funny excuse to like, oh, that vague amount of money I gave you <laughs> months ago. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I can laugh about it now. Like, and it, yeah. you know, my mom doesn't listen to my podcast, but if she does, like what? She's fucking terrible with money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, yeah. And, well, like also like we think about like, I don't know how Shauna is, but like my wife is, is one of those ladies that have been thinking about being married for a very long time and like orchestrating in her head how things go. Like I remember uh, being in Hobby Lobby and we we're planning things and like, and me understanding my role a little better when she presented me with like, here's a gold thing and here's a silver thing. Like, which do you think she wanted to include me in the process? And I was like, Oh yeah, the gold thing. And she's like, I'm going to pick the silver thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, okay. I get it. <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard a, a great joke recently. Somebody, I think said on Twitter because during this recent midterm election, uh, also Tiffany Trump got married. Yes. I don't know. You saw it? Just like the day before yesterday or something like that. Yeah, it was very recent. But somebody was yeah. like, uh, some, you know, you get married, you're supposed to, ha supposed to have uh, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, whatever. They were like, I didn't realize that Tiffany Trump's something blue was going to be the Democrats holding on to the uh, the House. You know? <laughs> That's good. I thought I was I was like that's, that's top tier top tier comedy right there. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Uh, that I mean, I'm sure that made it onto a, a third draft of a Daily Show sketch. <laughs> it absolutely should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who did uh, Who did Tiffany Trump uh, marry? Uh, a DJ. <laughs> DJ slash influencer. It was Kevin Federline. Escape <laughs> <laughs> it. I have no idea. DJ Jazzy Jeff, I hope. <laughs> She'd be marrying up. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, Mike, do you want to tell us uh, what movie we're, we're covering tonight and kind of why you chose this movie? Tell us a little bit about it. Sure, sure. Uh, so the past couple times you guys had me on, we, you know, I chose classics. You know, some yeah. of my favorite classics. Uh, and uh, this time around, uh, I felt like we we got to do something like fresh, 
fresh out the oven. <laughs> and uh, and I, my favorite from this year uh, was the movie Barbarian. And uh, I I got to go see it in the theater. There was there was so much hype around it. Uh, I went and saw it with my brother uh, here in Chicago. It it only played in um, well, you know it, it, as it turns out like he was he came up to visit from Bloomington to go to a concert and it had stopped playing in Bloomington. You know m- movies like this they run very you know very short periods of time in, mm-hmm. in Bloomington. But it just so happened it was still playing in Chicago, so we're like, "Oh, we gotta go see it." And every every uh, person that I, you know, I had read talk about this movie, their basically their their review was always the same, which is, "Don't read anything about it, just go see it." And I didn't even see a trailer for it. I didn't even really hear about the movie until my brother had mentioned it, and I I, I looked it up on IMDb. I didn't. I didn't read too much about the synopsis. All I knew, all I saw was it was like, it was a Airbnb experience gone wrong. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. I, I can kind of relate to that. I do. I've done a lot of Airbnbs, and uh, that's kind of fun. And and recently, over the past couple of years, I had seen a few movies that dealt with that that I thought were interesting. I don't know if you guys ever saw, was it called The Lodge? No, not The Lodge. The Rental. Mm-mm. I don't know no. if you guys saw this. It was like it's too. Two couples that they they do a, a, a retreat. They go out and they they stay at a, a place, and it, it goes wrong. And uh, <laughs> you know those are those are good movies. If you haven't seen The Rental, check it out. Um, what's his name? Jeremy Allen White from The Bear and Shameless. Uh, Dan Stevens from Legion. Okay. Um, can't remember who the other two are, but it's a good. One. Yeah. yeah. Barbarian, and um, that's what that's what I picked, and uh, it I it it really was uh, a movie that I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting like where it went. It it, it went in some interesting directions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yeah, I just man, I just I I love the way mm-hmm. that I love I love the editing for one thing, the editing was great and the way that it it told the story in like uh two different chapters with sort of like a, a sub chapter that they they kind of stuck there in the middle as well oh with like like in the 80s like where like the town yes. is like happy again yeah where we talk we talk about we talk about the the person that that is responsible for everything that's happening and that that whole section when they focus on him the I love the way that it's it's directed and edited because it's so different than the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you even noticed that they that whole section is filmed in like a in like a, a square format, more of a square format rather than widescreen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I thought that was great, and and you know you, you go to this like old suburban like this idyllic suburban neighborhood. Um. And and the fact that it cuts away, it's and it's the second time it cut away, right? Because you've got the the yeah. first two characters, uh, with Tess, and then yeah. uh, the what Skarsgård, whatever his name is, Bill Skarsgård, yeah. and then it cuts to Justin Long, like forty five minutes in, and you're like, okay, this is a totally different thing. It's like they switch yeah. out the whole cast. Yeah, in a way. yeah, yeah. It's like it, yeah, they they cut it in like chapter one, and then it cuts away, and it's like chapter two, 
But halfway halfway into chapter two, like they like I said, they give you like this this quick little backstory chapter. Yeah, and, yeah, it's uh, weird. They don't change the cast out for the first hour. You know, normally things like that, like a movie, will set up like here's how dangerous the bad guy is. You yeah. know, within like a minute or two. And I, and I think to the main characters. And I think another thing that I really liked about this movie is that it's not it's not from a horror person. The guy that made it, Zach Kreger, if you're if familiar yes. with him at all, he's he's from the comedy troupe Whitest Kids You Know, and he was also involved in that I think that show called Wrecked. I watched like the first se- yeah I watched the first season of it, and I really liked it. And Wrecked is like a it, it's not a spoof, but it is a comedy, and it's kind of like a parody of Lost. Mm-hmm. Except there, I don't think there's any like supernatural shit that happens. <laughs> no smoke but it's monsters. Just a, it's a bunch of people like wrecked on an island. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, can I piggyback off of that for just because my I've got yeah. a little blurb that might kind of fit with the whitest kids you know. Skarsgård looks just like one of the cast members of the whitest kids you know who like recently died. Oh, Trevor. No, no. Trevor Moore. Oh, Trevor? Yeah, yeah. Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, I remember well, hearing about that. And I, I think a lot of people, when I think of the whitest kid you know, I think of Trevor Moore. Like, I oh, think yeah. he, he was the most uh, what a noticeable character. And they did that movie, well, Miss March, together, um, which I thought that was a pretty funny movie. I, it's been was a while it? since I've seen it. Um, but... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just I mean I'm not like I'm not super familiar with his comedy stuff, but I, I just found it so interesting that you know he made this horror movie, not not coming from a horror background at all, but obviously obviously loving horror, and he definitely had something. He definitely had a fresh take on the genre. Yeah, and I I I, I kind of love that. I love that when that happens. I love when when. You know, someone who who's who's more known for n- known for comedy or more known for like other things like quirky indie movies or something. All of a sudden, just like you know, hit hit like something genre specific and and hit it right. Yeah, and really, you know, did he play a character in the movie? I think was yeah. he like like he's, one of the business people. No, he he's the friend. That Justin Long is hanging out with at the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's he's his boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, look, yeah. I'll believe whatever you tell me, man. But I just got, I gotta hear. I it just gotta. Me. I got. He's like, yeah, I, I, I get it, but. I, yeah. <laughs> I just want to. I just gotta hear it from we, you. We can, we can, we can just go right into like the whole Justin Long thing if you want. Sure. But uh, I mean, we could, we could jump ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, one, one, but, one. One thing I wanted to mention is that um, I think I think we've we've talked about this a little bit before. Just the uh, just how close comedy and horror seems to be. I mean, you've got Jordan Peele, right, from Key and Peele, yeah. who because I, with any movie, any any story you tell, you've got character, you've got plot, you've got themes. There are these these things that are common to movies, common to stories, but more so than any other genre. With both comedy and horror, you have atmosphere, right? You have to, you have to like, yeah. you have to like build a, uh, it's like a setup and a payoff, right? And and I feel yeah. like horror, both comedy and horror, 
are similar in that way, in a way where other genres uh, aren't as similar as comedy is to horror, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like maybe um, the reason why guys like Jordan Peele and Zach Kreger uh, get into the horror genre and, and do it so well having, you know, not really having that, that background is, is because they can, you know, maybe, maybe people who are known more for horror, they, uh, they kind of, they kind of lose it because they're stuck in that genre for so long that, that maybe they like, they, I don't know, they like, lose, they like lose the enthusiasm for it. Yeah. Whereas like new guys who have, who have never tried it out before they come in and they you know they they really want to like do something new with it and and the and the pacing like they like yeah. you said comedy is all about pacing and timing and so when so you have it, yeah when you have a good horror movie that's all, all about the good pacing and the timing like yeah this one this one like i said the editing the editing makes this movie so good uh the pacing of it makes it so good and plus even though there's even though there's nothing uh, like supernatural about this movie, like overtly supernatural, right. there there are so many things that are like beyond you know the suspension of belief. <laughs> like like the the tunnels, for instance. Like where the fuck do those come from? <laughs> I, I surely this guy did not dig out these tunnels by himself. Right. I can speak to that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you I can. Okay. I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear I've it. Read, I read articles like a few years ago about about people like this these people fucking exist where they start out and it, it, they, they, don't, they, they don't even realize that it's an obsession they're just like oh i've got this like undeveloped little place in like my mud room no pun intended you know and they just start digging a hole in it like okay i'll just like hollow out a little bit and they just keep going and they keep going. And like the article I read had pictures and everything of these different people who had like dug down and then out. And it's just like fair game. Like, you know, you get that square footage, you know, or I don't think they think of it like, they don't think of it like Justin Long. They don't like yeah. the big old tunnel yeah. and be like, pull up a tape measure. Like, what's this now worth? Like these, yeah. there are people out there, man, who have done this, who have made these extravagant tunnels in like, uh, below their house and then like out and in all systems and stuff it's really crazy yeah, and they do it crazy. normally by themselves which is crazy like yeah. it's over yeah. the course of years i could they gotta yeah. you know i evil hands dirty i don't know what they're doing when they're not <laughs> digging holes you know well <laughs> i i could i could see that because even just in you know my experience we that apartment i think you lived in that apartment with sasha where they like they took all the snow from the whole parking lot and piled it up in one spot and we dug into that we dug into this like snow mound and dug ourselves an igloo with a bench and we we had a whole igloo set up in there uh i i could see that being a fun thing to do with your with your you know such like i was such like a nervous nancy i don't know if that's like an appropriate term that (laughs) night i remember that night and i was just so scared for everybody i was like you guys are digging too far in like i was like so like sure everyone was about to die that i was gonna collapse on everybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, i'd say the other the other funny thing that it was was totally like outside the realm of, of real possibilities is the fact that this place would even be available to rent given the fact that this is a neighborhood 
that it is completely abandoned. Yeah. Uh, there is, I mean, there is nothing else. In, I, I mean, it's it's funny because uh, it, the setting, it being Detroit, and we know that there are places like this, you know, around and you know near the Detroit area. So uh, yeah, just the fact that no one was like aware that this would where this house was and why it was even uh, you know available on these apps to be <laughs> rented uh <laughs> i mean that's the other funny thing I, I i i love how we don't see it first because it's dark it's radio she drives in so it's from her it's from her point of view she right. obviously didn't see the neighborhood as she was driving up um she I probably mean, saw pictures of the house on the app yes yeah, so she fine. saw pictures but not of the neighborhood um uh, Skarsgård, the Keith character, yeah. he knew. He, he was like, have you looked around? It's like, this is not a good place to just be hanging around. But yet, yet he's still there. Uh, yet, this is, this, is a great, this is a great situation, too. That is com- this situation is completely believable. And yes. a situation I have not seen before yeah. in the T-Square movie. And it's one of those things that you know, makes you think like, like my, my wife and I, we, we travel a lot and we always, we, we try to do Airbnb as much as we can. Yeah. And if, you know, a situation like this had ever occurred that you get there and someone else has also booked the place through a different app. Like it's been double booked on the same night. Uh, I mean, what do you do? And, yeah. And, you know, to add, to add more to it, of course, like medical convention, Every hotel is yeah. booked up. Yeah, there's nowhere uh, else you can stay. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, there, there, there has to be there has to be a Motel 6. Yeah. Or something with, that well, has a and, vacancy and I got to say, I, I, I love the premise. Like, the premise is fantastic. The fact that she's stuck there and and the, ca- the casting of Bill Skarsgård where it's like yeah. he he's Pennywise the clown from it. Like you expect him to be a fucking creeper, but I was like from the very beginning, I was like, that's way too obvious. Because you know, I came into this movie, I knew nothing about it either. I came into it totally like, uh, you know, whatever, no 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 expectations. And I was like, the fact that they cast Bill Skarsgård and. They the way they edit it the way, like the camera work it really tries to make it seem like he's a fucking creeper. I was like, that's way too obvious. There's no way that Bill Skarsgård is the antagonist of this fucking story. And yeah, I, I was laughing when I saw him because I thought, oh, this is Pennywise like when he's off the clock. <laughs> like, he's just, he takes off the makeup. Right. Yeah. And he he recently he was in that uh, he was a character in the Castle Rock show. Right. Uh, where he he played the, the the you know the guy that couldn't age because he was in the wrong dimension or whatever. So uh, yeah, so he he had already kind of established himself as sort of that that kind of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that it's written, the way they they play it up as being like, oh, can we trust this guy or whatever? And he he's just being he's just being like too nice, right? He yeah. goes and he get he gets her luggage. He's like, no, please, please, you know, yeah. let me. I, I I'm the one with the raincoat. He's like, oh, let me make you a tea. And uh, you know, she doesn't drink the tea. You know, she's staring at it. And this is a thing we, uh, my wife and I had talked about recently because we, we watched that Dahmer show. 
and <laughs> and like he's constantly get, you know giving people drinks. You know that's how he that's how Dahmer got people. And we we talked about I think the whole Netflix and chill like in the totally wrong ways. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't think there is a wrong way. You know. Okay. All right. Sure, I shouldn't shame. I shouldn't shame. <laughs> Net, why don't you go Netflix and judge? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm uh, doing. You're right, Mike. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, Me too. Yeah. But we but the the conversation was about uh, the drinks, right? Mm-hmm. Being handed a drink that you didn't make yourself. Yeah. And we we had you know we had talked about like you know men never think about that. Men, especially that time, men never thought about that. But that was such a specific point that they focused on yeah. in this movie because this this is the the day and the age of that, you know. And then he even he even makes a whole conversation about it, you know. He he waits until she's in the room. He's like, I want to open this bottle of wine, but you know, I made you that tea. He's like, Yeah, and I totally get it. He's just he's like he's going like this extra mile to try to be yeah. a good guy. And yeah, and you're thinking like this has got to be a creep. Right. This right. is like what creeps do is they go the extra mile. But then it turns out that, yeah, like the, the coincidence of it being that he run he runs, a, a you know, a nonprofit organization <laughs> where he teaches like young kids how to be artists. And shit. Right. And yeah. he he watches all of these like obscure documentaries that she's involved in. <laughs> and it's, yeah. It's like and then the, and then it edit like the editing is so good because then it cuts to like. It cuts to him pouring the wine, and she's like all about it now. Because like all all guards are down for her now. She's like, oh, this is just a totally normal dude that I'm into. Yeah, and he wins her over too. Like she, the next day, she's like looking at like looking at his driver's license photo, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. the funniest thing to me because that's not really like what you were to romanticize about a person like physically. It's like their driver's license <laughs> photo yeah. that she that she like sneakily took. Before she like right. realized he's a cool dude. Yeah, that, like it, it turns it turns the tables like that night when they're sleeping. Obviously, the, the 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 creature had come up into the house and opened the door. Yeah, there's yeah. another thing too. Is it it kept focusing on her locking the knobs. Yeah, and then the, the like when she finally goes to bed, it focuses on the fact that she didn't lock the knob that last time. Yeah. So she is like her trust had you know started to build yeah. up. But then that night, and she hears, and that's another weird thing. He's having these night terrors, which is sort of like adds to the. It's like, what is going on with this? Guy? I know, like, is, right. is something happening? But it's not. It's just a coincidence that he has like weird night terrors, and yeah. then she she wakes him up, and now he's pissed at her. She's like, "Did you open my door?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and then right. you know, when she goes back to bed, there's like this moment where like now she's the creep. Now she's she's like, "Oh God," you know, like. I totally blew it now. <laughs> like, I, now I look like the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it, it's, all, it's all such a great setup yeah. in the movie. It's like such a, uh, a, a yeah. weird situation with a man, you know, a man and a woman. They even had the conversation about, like, like had I been here first and you knocked on the door, yeah. like, there's no way I would have let you in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which, which is just a, you know, a realistic, uh, acknowledgement of the roles of you know the societal roles of men and women uh, and men yeah, and women in, in society you know um okay can i can i have to tell you something the most uncomfortable i've ever been yeah <laughs> i just please downtown Indi- i was downtown indianapolis in in broad daylight it was the, it was the middle of the afternoon i just got done with like a work um 
professional development. Um, no, no, no. Like we're team building at work. I okay. parked in a parking garage, like down the street. We were done, and I and I leave. I walk down the street into this parking garage. It's like three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon. I walk, and I'm parked on like the fifth floor, right? I I walk into the parking garage into the to the elevator, and there there's this lady by herself. We're in a completely empty parking garage of, of, of life, of people. <laughs> and I have to stand behind her as the elevator comes down to, like, open up. And we go in. And we both walk into the elevator. And I can tell she's immediately nervous. And I'm thinking, and I'm nervous because I'm like, I don't want to be here with you alone either, lady. You know? And so, like, she hits the floor. She hits the number five. And she goes, what, what floor are you on? And I said, five. And I hated that I had to say five. It was the same fucking the floor as her. And like that uncomfortableness, like as we went from the ground to floor five was the worst shit ever. Yeah. And like, I, I stayed behind. What I should have done was just like, not like said, Hey, I'll wait for the next elevator. I think that would have been the best thing to do, but I'd never been in a situation before. So I just got on. <laughs> yeah. What's like when, when you're, uh, when you're waiting on an elevator and there's only one other person waiting, like what, what's your, like what's your distance on etiquette? I, I'm usually, I try to, I usually stand like if I have the room, I will stand maybe 10 feet away from the the person, (laughs) the other person waiting on the elevator. That's a big elevator. I just want to, I just want to make sure that like, like, you know, you have room to run up at them (laughs) straight. (laughs) but yeah yeah you're right like I, I i'm definitely very aware of distancing in that and then when i get on the elevator i choose a corner if it's just me and another person or a couple people yeah i go to a corner well and and i think i i, I think the guy uh what's his name zach Kreger, uh the guy from the whitest kid you know i think he wrote this after reading something about um, you know, women trusting their gut and the red flags that they might feel from meeting men and, and whatever. And I do think it's interesting how in this movie there, there's kind of an overarching theme of none of the men in this, in this movie, listen to her, right? Even Bill Skarsgård, as good of, as a guy as he seems to be, he does not listen to her. She's like, yo, there's some shit going on in the basement. I'm really worried yeah. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, let me check it out myself. And then she goes to the cops and they're like, no, nah, listen here, little lady. We'll go, whatever. And so the cops don't listen to her. Justin Long doesn't listen to her. Like none of the men in this movie listen to Tess's character, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's even a moment where she doesn't listen to the other woman character in this movie when she's like oh where are you staying and she tells her that where she's staying yeah she's like she's like oh you shouldn't be there yeah and like there's an there's an airbnb there's like oh you should not be there yeah no she's like no no it's fine like you know it's it seems to be okay and she's like okay well all right stay safe i guess (laughs) i I mean i mean in a situation like that i'd be like well uh maybe i should go ahead just uh, if i'm gonna stay here one more night i'm Maybe I should look for a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's well, you got so Skarsgård's back in the place. You've though, got you know? Scar. You've got <laughs> Bill Skarsgård to like give her incentive to go back and like yeah. go back. Yeah. Not necessarily hook up, but just like connect with this interesting person who yeah. somehow knows 
uh, random jazz bands. Yeah. But so, but, but so here's the thing, like you have these men, like, uh, you know, not listening to her, not taking her seriously, whether it's Skarsgård or, or the cops or whatever. But then you have Tess is like endlessly empathetic and, like she suffers because she cares for Justin Long's character. Like she goes back to make sure that he's okay. And even the creature, even the character of the mother or whatever, like she ends up dying at the end because she dives after Tess off of the water tower. So it's through this whole movie. I feel like you have male characters not listening to female characters and you have female characters who are like, endlessly empathetic and uh and she's a bit on the rebound if you think about it because you got marcus yeah yeah this unseen character calling her all the time what you know probably wondering where she's at yeah yeah sort of this this ex-boyfriend that she talks about a little bit uh you know she discusses like she's like it's one of those relationships that she keeps going back to even though she doesn't know why yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so so then the, the whole thing we're out in the daytime now, and then she comes back, and this is where we're introduced to the we're introduced to the homeless man who yeah. comes running up, you know, screaming at her, saying "little girl." And for one thing, like it's yeah. like you 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 want like a, a strength you know what you want a strange woman to take you seriously. Don't start yelling like straight like hey, you don't start yelling like "little girl, little girl, get right. away from get me. out of that house, get out of that get, house, get out of there." Yeah. I know that, like you know, his 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 social cues, his social interactions are probably aren't, aren't great. He lives by himself. The only other person that he knows of in that neighborhood is the creature. So uh, yeah, you know, he's not very good with social yeah. interaction. I mean, he's like, come come come, be safe with me in the abandoned water tower. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's right. where he lives. Well, and and I thought like Andre is a great the the homeless guy is a great study in how the overconfidence of these men you know and like how bill bill skarsgård is overconfident and like i'll just go to the basement and see what's going on like whatever and then justin long's character is like overconfident and i'll measure out i'm just checking out square footage for my property like they're both overly confident and even the homeless guy andre is overconfident and like if you run up to a woman like Hey, hey, get out of that! House. Like, <laughs> yeah. of that, of course that's not. You're, they're not gonna have a great reaction. Like, of course that's gonna be scary. Yeah. You know, like yes. <laughs> well, they're straight so, up sitting in there with him in the water tower, and he's like, "She'll never get in here." And then <laughs> exactly, and then boom! Immediately, she crashes <laughs> through the wall. Yeah, exactly. Every like every time a man is overconfident in this movie and is not listening to a woman. Like he gets his comeuppance in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We should, when we get to the whole the whole basement thing, and she just she basically she finds that that room like the bed, the bucket, and the camera. And, yeah. yeah. When she's trying to she's trying to explain it to to Keith when he comes back, it's just so funny. She's like, "There's a room in the basement, and there's a bed, and there's a bucket. We got to get out of here." And he's just like I, and I understand a little bit of like where he's coming from, where he's just like, "There's a bed and a bucket in a basement." That sounds freaking weird. I want to see it. He's he's like, "It's a basement. There's always junk in a basement." Yeah, it doesn't sound that scary. 
Yeah, it sounded but, freaking crazy. <laughs> then of course, it, you know, we we up the stakes with him going in there and not coming back out. We find out like holy shit, like the the bed and the bucket and the the camera room, like that's just the tip. That's just the tip of this this dark dank iceberg. Yeah, you know the yeah. of of tunnels. A weird metaphor. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm describing tunnels as an iceberg. And I don't know where. <laughs> talk about no but anyway that makes sense and it was so nice i mean like when justin long appears on camera like 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 mike like you 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 messaged Corey and i in a facebook chat a few weeks ago and you were like watch this movie don't look at any any ads for it or anything and i and i happened to be at home and i was like done and so i did and so when justin long popped up my i was like elated i was like i love this guy anytime he's in anything it makes me happy (laughs) and so like and, he, and of course, he's an asshole and insane, but he provides a very good sense of humor to things, especially when he's like measuring out like the fuck room. Like when he's measuring that out with like the camera and the gross bed and bucket, like he's like not seeing anything of that. Like it's it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. I I think though that when when we we get to scar when we get to Keith's death, we get Scarlet's death, which is the first time we see the creature and. She caves in his head against a wall, just bash, 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 and it's it's definitely it's the it's the first time we get like real violence, real terror. Uh, it's the first time that you know things are like ramping up, and then it and then it stops, and then it cuts to Justin Long, Los Angeles, California, <laughs> going down the PCH, listening to this Donovan song, having like living his best life. Right, and it, I, I just I had never like I I cannot remember the last movie uh, that I saw where something like this happened where yeah. where you, you we finally get to like we finally get to the horror movie like you know we've been building up we finally get to the fucking horror movie uh, the meat of it and then the movie completely changed it's like a completely separate movie yeah and yeah. and i'm just i'm sitting there in the theater and i just kind of glance over my brother and i was just like where is this going <laughs> like why why did it do that yeah and, and and from then on like then you're you're really invested yeah. in the movie at that point because now you're like now i really gotta know what the fuck is going on um but yeah then we get we get a whole separate story of of not just it's like it changes the dynamic of uh of women trusting men uh you know men not listening to women yeah to we we just get a modern day a modern day me too story yeah and, yeah and total it's, sex and it's, offender it's yeah it's perfect it's it's like it's well written we get it's all even though it is from the point of view it's from the point of view of the the sexual harasser of the, you know, of the assaulter instead of the victim, we still, it's written in this way where it's just sort of, it's perfect. It shows, it shows like this toxic mindset that these guys are in Yeah. where it's just like, they, they absolutely, they cannot believe that, that the shit is happening to them and they, they did nothing wrong. Even though in that phone conversation that he has with his agents, whoever this is called, like, he he immediately refers to her as that fucking bitch, and at that <laughs> right. at that moment, that moment you're like, oh yeah, you are the bad guy in this, aren't you? Yeah. Well, and and he tells his friend, he's like, look, maybe she needed a little bit of coercion yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I'm he's like fucking that, eye of the tiger, like yeah. 
all this like sick shit and uh yeah, yeah, I was waiting for that moment to happen because because yeah. that's that's definitely something that we've seen and we've read about a lot like lately is in the fact that like that there are so many different levels to to uh, you know uh, assault that like guys just most guys just see it as black and white when really the fact is is like there there is there is so much like more like you know, gray area that's still all bad, right? Yeah. That, like, you don't understand that there are so many levels of bad that you, you really kind of have to be aware of and, and be, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it, it was it was a very good story on on, on, on uh, co- consent and, and you know, the, the toxicity of, of men like this. I don't know. I love, I, it was great. Yeah. yeah. He even tries to, like, drunkenly call her. Yeah, yeah, he totally like, yeah, drunkenly like, calls her. Like, yeah. to, I think he's like, is he gaslighting her? Is that the term? Like, is he like he's trying to convince her yeah. that like what he did was just you know was okay? I got well, and and, and I, he yeah, it's it's that, and I think it ties into like at the very end when he throws Tess off the water tower. He's like, oh, you understand. It was, she was going to kill both of us. I had to do it. It was the only way to get out of it. And he's like rewriting the history of what happened. Like, right. I love that part where they're in the water tower with Andre at the fire. And he has this moment of clarity. Yeah. He has this moment of clarity that he is. It's like, it's like, am I a bad guy or am I just a good guy who did something bad? And then that moment of clarity is, is completely wiped away yep. with him throwing her off the water tower to save his own ass. Yep. He t- like he immediately answers that question like, no, yeah. you're just a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, him him going back and, and to his uh, to his his building, you know, and he's been like he's being really shitty with his realtor to or the person you know and he was like oh he starts cussing at her and she's just like have a nice day and hangs up on him <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah when he starts he goes down and he finds out about the basement and he starts googling like the whole thing about square footage does that count right <laughs> selling a house i i just i love the fact that when he, he finds the room with the bed and the bucket and the camera he is not faced at all by the camera. No. Like, here's a camera. Here's yeah. a video camera pointing at a dirty, disgusting bed. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that was there for? Yeah. It doesn't face him. No. There's a bloody handprint on the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's just like, ooh, let's measure out this room. But... And he's just like, he's, when he finds out there's so much more tunnel, he's just <laughs> awesome. And, uh, oh man, I got to say, too, the cages. The cages are great because it's like here here is something here's something from the past. Here's like a piece of the backstory that we don't really get. And it, it's it's sort of like that Hannibal Lecter thing where it's like it's scarier hearing about the things that he did than actually yeah. seeing them. Yeah. And that's what I felt like the cages were. It's scarier thinking about what these cages were used for. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know it's 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 um it's you know um it's revved up in that you see that large bookshelf just filled with VHSs yeah. of like other people who have been yeah. in that cage and that yeah have fallen for their Airbnb trap, which yeah. Airbnb hasn't been around for like super long time. That was like a huge. I wonder how before Airbnb like he got his victims. 
was it that he like pretended to be that repairman? Yeah, I I think it's I think it was just good old fashioned kidnapping. Oh, okay, yeah. He was freaking, <laughs> yeah, he was good at it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the yeah we that's so yeah back to, to Justin Long going down the tunnels and then coming across uh, the room, the one room with light that's showing the 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 how to raise a baby video that yeah. has to be playing on a loop, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pro- it probably is. Um, and she's yeah. been watching for years, like decades. Yeah, I, I think there's there's one there's a very cool um, there's a very cool camera shot that's right. like it's very video gameish. You know what I'm talking about? When he gets spooked and he pulls the knife, he's holding the flashlight and the knife out, both arms, right? And it's a POV shot, but you see both of his arms like pointing yes. down the hallway, and uh, I I I. Obviously, Zach Krager, a guy that probably plays a lot of like POV game, you know, games where he has to go through hallways and stuff. Like yeah. he, he knew exactly how to shoot this and how to make it look very cool. You know, the, the it running, did look really cool. Yeah, yeah, running up and down the hallways with the light, the light kind of like going back and forth. Yeah, it's very, very well shot down there. Oh, yes. Speaking of the hallways, when Skarsgård um, first meets the, ch- oh, what's her character's name again? Um, you talking about you talking about Tess? Yeah. Oh, Tess. Yeah. When Skarsgård is in the is in the tunnel, and when, when Tess goes down and sees him, he's crawling towards her. Yeah. He says the spookiest thing ever. Like, for some reason, the wording is so amazing when he says like, "There's somebody else down here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that is so scary. Yeah. And I got bit. There's something bit me, and there's yeah. someone else down. There. And he's that, and she tries to run in in the opposite direction. He's like, "No, that person is that way." Yeah. No. Yeah. Like so, who who knows like what direction you know you're supposed to go in? Yeah, yeah. And well, it's a great know. reveal of that because they initially just show you like this the steps down to to the weird like like room with the camera, mm-hmm. and then it open and then like it, it blows your mind with it. Like they open up the next door and it's yeah. like going down further. You know, you're like yeah. oh man, like well, the scope of this is like pretty immense. I I, I gotta say before. Before they like descended into the basement and like descended into the the the, the darkness and and all that, I was because I I knew nothing about this movie. I had heard a lot of people put it on the on on their list of like best movie for the year, all that stuff. But I hadn't read anything about it. I went into it as blind as possible, and by the time we got to that point in the movie, I was like. I was almost hoping it was like a romance movie. I was like, I really like Tess. I really like Bill Skarsgård. Like, I ca- I want to see a romantic, not a comedy, but like a romantic movie where it like it's trying to trick me into believing it's a horror film, but it's actually just like they live happily ever and it's fine. Uh, of course, wait, like like they they quell like like they they tame the barbarian lady. Downstairs, or like, or and even like, like happens to be something that's down there, and they like grow a family in the house. <laughs> even like, even before they discover the barbarian lady, there it ends up just being like, oh, this was a creepy house and a creepy situation. But actually, everything was fine. They fall in love and then like yeah. live happily ever after. <laughs> I was like, I want to see that movie. <laughs> it kind of it's, it's um. Not quite the same, but like a similar sort of thing to uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes. But it's, yeah. It's a great. It's a great movie about misunderstanding. Like it, mm-hmm. it's all. It's all just a big misunderstanding. And yeah, then, where they know, they the, think it's the this cre- horror premise, but yeah, it's really just like, um, and that that quickly gets like smashed against the wall, right? That's not the case, but. Uh, but for a moment, I, I was like, man, it would be really funny to like see a romantic comedy framed as a horror movie to make you like try to think that there's this horror. But it's not. It's just this this couple like they just like fall in love and live happily ever after, you know, <laughs> and apparently apparently there is a movie. What's it called? It's called Love in the Villa that has a similar premise of two people getting like booked in an Airbnb together. Uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's all of the reviews and everything are very low. It sounds like it sucks, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Now they're now they're trapped just along. He falls into the pit, and this is where we find out that Tess is still alive. Yeah, and she she's she's been there long enough. Well, she hasn't been there long, but long enough to know that she's got to play along, right? That yeah, she's yeah. got to play along, and we get like. Such a great shot of of the creature's hand and the bottle coming down, you know, and like her hair kind of following through the grate too. Yeah, it's it's such a good shot, and you know, and then he gets he gets pulled out. This is this is her chance to escape, and uh, and she does with the help of Andre. Andre comes back to help her out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this, and this again, she's like trying to tell him like, just suck on the bottle. Like, this is what you've yeah. got to do. Just don't upset her. Like, and of course, Justin Long doesn't yes. listen to her, <laughs> yeah. but, but man, like the scene where the mother, what, you know, whatever the creature, uh, when she, she's like holding Justin Long and she's trying to breastfeed him yeah. and, uh, and she like boops his nose. Dude, yeah. I fucking, I fucking lost it when she's like, boop, and like, boops his nose. Yeah. It's so I funny. I mean, all she, all she had was the videotape. Yeah. The teacher, you know? Yeah. I, I also think it's, it's very interesting that we're, we're coming into the story at like, we're coming into the story at the very end of this, this terrible, uh, this terrible thing that has been happening in this house. Because, mm. you know, we, we, then we see, you know, we cut to, obviously it's, it's all bright. The neighborhood is beautiful. Uh, yet we have this, we have this sicko living there, you know, um, and it, it's this actor from Mandy. I think, was he in the movie oh, Mandy? Yeah. Yeah. Richard, yeah. Richard Bray. He was in Mandy yeah. and Batman Begins, you know? Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, the minute that you see this guy, you're just like, oh yeah, man, this, this is, he's he is a horror he, like he's a horror movie staple yeah for sure um he's just got like he's got a great look about him yeah and he he plays this character in this scene he plays this character you know very like very monotone ish but it's still like perfect though like he doesn't give anything away like you know he's he's just very matter-of-factly with this woman at the store trying to help out and i i, I thought it was great i thought it was just you know, it's a very subtle performance he gives, but but it was perfect. Like, yeah, he's he's not chewing up the scenery with being like, <laughs> I'm Mister Evil. No, he's just a guy. He's like, I got a, you know, I got a baby on the way. You know, I'm I'm just a regular guy. And yeah, we're having a home birth. I don't really know what to do. And then this, you know, the lady, she's just she's 
very helpful because she's like, yeah, I know. I know how you men are. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> so I'm here to help. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, but then, you know, he, he sees his next victim and we get, we get this great shot in the car. Like in the car, he's, he's, you know, he sees her, he sees his next victim and then the car starts to pull away. It's following the car. And then, then the editing again is so perfect. Like the editing cuts. Well, well first, First, we get a shot of the back of his head driving to the store. Yeah, and then the editing cuts. The editing cuts to the back of his head again, pushing a shopping cart. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I so love, good. I love that. Like it's the exact same shot, just different, like a different setting now. Yeah, and it does it again inside the car. The side shot of him following her, and then it edits again where he's outside of her house waiting, you know, to to do his thing. And uh, yeah, it was it's it's all shot really well, and then. We we kind of we kind of get an idea of of what's happening because we go we go back into his house. Uh, he opens the door to the basement and we hear screaming. Yeah. And then and then later Andre t- fills us in on the rest. Like oh he's been doing that. He kidnaps women. He impregnates them. And then he uses he takes those babies and he breeds those babies. <laughs> and, and and he just keeps cre- he keeps like doing this over and over until we get this fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think Andre is even like he's like yeah that's that's what happens when you make a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? I mean, clear, clearly this is this is not what happens in real life, but this is this is the horror this is the horror movie premise of it. Like yeah, eventually right. you get a monster. <laughs> but but I I think it's interesting that. Now she's she's the last one, right? And you know you could you could make up a lot of things. You could make up fanfic in your head that like because she she came out as being a monster, like she killed all the other women that were in there, or all the other babies. Like she's you know like like the raptors in Jurassic Park, right? They're like ah, oh, they killed all all the rest of them because they were they were so vicious, and uh, that's why she's the last one or whatever. But uh, I mean, it, I oh oh. Uh, also, did you guys recognize Kurt Braunholer as the neighbor? Do you know who Kurt Braunholer is? No. no. Huh. A- act- actor, stand-up comedian. He he plays the neighbor Doug. Oh uh, yeah, I, rem- yeah. I remember that character. No, I don't. I don't know the actor. Yeah. Uh, he's a great stand-up comedian. Uh, I I recommend going going and finding his stuff. Uh, he probably has a couple specials on Netflix or Whoa. maybe some other place. Great stand-up comedian. I I saw him here in oh, Chicago wow. once. Uh, he's been in, he's. You know he's popped up as uh, on other shows before. Um, you know, do you know Kristen Shaw? Yeah, of course. Flight of, Flight yeah. Of Concords? Yep. The two of them were were writing partners for a long mm-hmm. time, coming up in their early days of their career. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Nice. They um yeah they they showed up a lot in uh, other things like they I think they even have a special together maybe. Nice. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it was just funny just to to see him. You know this. I, I I love it when stand-up comedians show up in horror movies. It's just like it, it's just kind of funny to just have these like little bit parts. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. No, but yeah, the whole the whole thing with like oh we're you know we're putting the sign up you know we're moving you know he's like oh this neighborhood's going to hell, which is kind of a funny line because it looks idyllic. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What does he mean that the neighborhood is going to hell? Yeah. You know? Well, and he he's so apologetic, and then Richard Brake is like, well. I ain't going nowhere. I'll be here. You know. And he's like, I, yeah, I ain't going anywhere. He's like, yeah, why would the minute he moves out, they're gonna find his fucking uh, torture dungeon. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. 
No, I I also thought it was interesting that I don't I don't think I've read Jane Eyre, um, but I do oh. know. Uh, apparently it has a, something in it about a woman being held against her will in an attic by her husband. So apparently and Tess is reading that book. Tess, she? yeah, Tess is reading Jane Eyre, Eyre, yeah. however you pronounce it, has some uh, you know thematic tie-ins there. Yeah, that's very yeah, a little, little subtle uh, throw-in there. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you guys have any uh, headcanons or, or anything you want to dive into about the movie before we get into headcanons? Um, well, I mean, there's also there's also the part about the cops we forgot to, we, we oh, forgot to the, mention. Yeah, the, the cops who also do not listen to Tess at all. <laughs> yeah. It's a very... It's a very uh, it's a very A cap moment yeah. in the movie. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we get we get we get a we get a me too moment, we get an A cap moment. Yeah. All the all that was missing was a Medicare for all moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's right. And it, it plays to the idea of uh, Mike what you were you said in the beginning of like there's scenes where it makes you think as a viewer, like, what would I do? Yeah. Like it starts out with like, what if I'm double booked to Airbnb? What if I try to go to the cops for help? But number one, I guess when she calls the police, they're like, yeah, they're not, they're they're busy, you know. Yeah. And she sees actual police, and they're like, she's already disheveled and like gross looking yeah. because of like all the shit she's went through. And they're like, oh, you look like a crackhead. Like, like what would you do if no one will listen to you? Yeah. Yeah, and and, and the neighborhood that she like wants to take him to, I, obviously, is a neighborhood that like. Yeah. Yeah. But we know about on. We probably know. They probably know Andre. They know that like nefarious things go on here. But at the same time, uh, are the cops not aware of this one house that is still in perfect condition in this neighborhood? Like, I, I mean, do they like? They're not even faced by this house. It, it is. <laughs> it's basically yeah. I mean, it's like, what if you found a gold coin in a pile of turds you would you would obviously be drunk you'd be like holy shit what's this doing here but the cops are the cops don't even they're not even faced by that house no no they don't care at all yeah but anyway yeah um yeah just i just another little uh a subtle uh moment that they added to the movie there that was that was good yeah yeah um Another part that I didn't think that would be scary, but was when Tess and Skarsgård are well, he he's cleaned the sheets, right? Yeah. He because he, he wants her to be in the room, and he's teaching her how to like either make the bed or like fold the fitted sheets, which is like magic. Yeah. To me. Put the, put the cover and on he the puts duvet. Them on. He puts them on, and there's like an un- almost it's intentional, but it almost seems unintentional jump scare. Where he kind of like lunges at her for a moment, but he's really just like putting the bed sheets on the bed or like folding them <laughs> in a way. But like, I, I thought that like he was gonna like assault her with like bed sheets over himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was very creepy. And he, he kind of, it's the it's the classic ghost thing too. He makes yeah. himself yes. like, looks like a ghost in a way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's it was, I think it was like another little subtle thing that. Craiger, the director, put in there to be like, like, ooh, could this be a ghost story, guys? I don't know. I guess you just have to keep watching. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, because you're definitely meant to think that like the the Bill Skarsgård character is is up to something <laughs> for the first like forty minutes of the movie. You're like, eh. but but I I was like I was like, no, that's too obvious. That feels way too obvious for that yep. that, that that would be the case, you know. Yeah, and then then of course we get we get the uh, it's it's uh, Justin Long's death. Much deserved death that we'd all been like waiting for at this point. Uh, you know, the the thumbs and the eyes, yeah, classic, yeah, uh, and then the the skull splitting open. Uh, not quite, not like I mean, it's still pretty terrible. Not quite as graphic as the head smashing, but uh, <laughs> but still pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you again in the, in the group chat earlier, you posted some pictures of the actual head smashing, showing uh, showing some amazing practical effects for that. <laughs> yeah. and which we can talk about but but like how'd you do that like i i, I think i commented commented i was like i'm trying to get one because i wanted to add one to it i couldn't pause it in just the right way yeah that's that's exactly what i did i i just i just kept i kept saying play pause play pause play pause just I just Me kept too. <laughs> and then i just by sheer luck i got that one, i got the one that was just like all blood and you see like his face starting to split and his yes. teeth were exposed and yeah like and then that and then of course there's the one where his like his mandible like, yeah. completely falls off his off his face and yeah i think i think they did s- some amazing practical special effects with that scene uh that in a way almost like kind of get lost in the chaos of it you know because yeah. it's so blurry and it's so dark yeah. And I, I, I really wish that, like, you know, we could have, we could have seen, seen the work that went into that a little better. Yeah. But, but it was, it was still really well done the way it was. Yeah, and I, I had no idea that it was actually that graphic if you pause it just in the right place. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's and, pretty yeah, savage. What you, what you, sorry, what you posted that picture of like his face starting to split a little bit. Like yeah. it doesn't even seem to register if I watch the scene in completion. It's, it's almost like yeah. they missed out, like on a good opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> the, the, that more. and then the subtitle, the you know, the subtitles of, of flesh squelching, creature growling, awesome. you know, yeah. furry. And I, I I love squelch. Ever since I started watching everything with subtitles, mm-hmm. I see so much squelching now. And a lot I, of squelching. I love, that, I love that word. Yeah, it's what I love a word that. Yeah, that sounds like the noise that it's actually, <laughs> you know, representing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, that was... I, I watch it with subtitles. Well, watch stuff with subtitles all the time too, and I like pensive music playing. <laughs> yes, that's I'm not good exactly one. sure what that even fucking means. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week we're covering 2015's The Black Coat's Daughter. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. Yeah, as far as far as a headcanon, like you know, I was trying to think of something throughout this, and um, I the only thing. I come with there's there's a there's a, a, a small moment in the movie where Justin Long sees sees the the article about his sexual assault come out and mm-hmm. he sees that the pilot the pilot isn't going forward right. know, because because he's been fired off of it 
And I guess just in, in my head canon, I would say that the pilot did actually go for her without him. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's let's give this young woman a break. Right. Make her yeah. the star of the show. Every, now. Yeah. Everybody else on the show, they don't deserve to lose their jobs because of Justin yeah, Long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. I dig it. What about you, Brent? What's your uh, what's your headcanon? So I was thinking about it. I would like to see my headcanon is that mother doesn't die. Okay. Right? No. Yeah. Nice. So oh, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't we didn't talk that yeah, at the very we didn't mention at the very intense like has to shoot her. Shoots mother oh, yeah, in the yeah, face. Let's yeah. do it. Let's just give it it's, yeah, let's give it a just justice. Yeah, it, like it, it, it is a it is a moment it is a slight moment of sympathy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. she's she's calling her baby. That's all she wants is like a baby, you know. Yeah. So does the mother understand that like Tess is putting a gun to her face? Like surely she's seen like the dad, like her own dad, have a gun. It's possible. Maybe yeah. that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we also saw that when mother landed on the street to save her, like most of her brains came out of her skull. <laughs> we see that on on the street. There's a lot of blood and brain fragments. So even though this this creature is still alive maybe she's just barely hanging on so yeah. it doesn't matter at this point yeah yeah there you go so so you're saying well, your head your head can go yeah she well, doesn't die i'm assuming she lives and has a full recovery Mike. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they re, they rehabilitate her and, and she, she goes back to society. The house. no 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 it's better than that buddy because she goes back to the house she's lived there for so long and it's up for sale. She's gained squatters' rights. Yeah, you're okay. She gained right. squatters' yeah. rights in that fucking house. That's hers. <laughs> she grows up a little bit, right? Check this out. She she finds dude. She properly has babies, right? Okay. She has two sons, right? And they grow older, right? She's still living in that house in that shitty town. These these sons, they grow older. One of them, right, goes to her one day and is like, "Mom, mother, mother." I'm getting, I met a girl. I'm going to get married. Right? And she's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out. No problem. When you get married, a couple months later, okay. A couple months later, she's like, I, I can't, I can't help you so much as I said I could earlier. So, like, fast forward to the actual wedding day. Mike, check this out. Yeah. Mother breathes a, a hefty sigh of relief. <laughs> when the bride leaves him at the altar. <laughs> oh, no. But she's going to be okay because she's earning the royalties from the Netflix documentary that's that they right. made when they when they find her father's basement and all those videotapes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. See, they're very interested. That's 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 at least an eight episode docuseries. I love it. Right there. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. The be- the best kind of thing. You know what? People get so laid when they Netflix and chill back. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's hot stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, my head canon is that Keith, even though we see him get his head smashed into the wall, right? We think Does he live? What's that? <laughs> we, we think he's dead, right? But oh, my God. It turns out that later, Tess goes down there after Tess kills mother Tess goes back down there and they find him like barely hanging on, right? Like he's, he's barely hanging on to life, but they're able to revive him. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. He's not doing well, but he's in the hospital. They're like, Oh, we think we'll be able to revive you. However, he has a bacterial infection from, 
from brushing his teeth with his tooth to his toothbrush that he leaves on the ground in the bathroom, right? Because he's got this electric toothbrush he leaves on the ground, plugged in in the bathroom. And so he would have been fine, but he gets this like terrible infection from brushing his teeth with this bathroom floor toothbrush. And I, I forgot about that. I forgot that he plugged his electric toothbrush in, but put it on the floor. On the floor. And it's, it's such, it is such a guy thing. It's such a guy thing for him to be like, the, well, the bristles aren't touching the floor. Right. It's yeah. So I figure he, he would heal up normally. He would survive. However, he goes septic. He gets a terrible infection from his bathroom floor toothbrush and he ends up dying. Months his later. mandibles. His mandibles. Like his mandibles all catch infection and fall That's off. That's the vocabulary word of the day, by the way, folks. That goes <laughs> I, I know I, I mean I like the word mandible but I'm not even sure if that's if that's what it is that we have. I, I know insects insects have them but I don't know if that's what we really call our our jaws. I don't know if they 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 count but I just I love the word mandible. So. Me too. Yeah, it was perfect. It, it totally made sense to me. I, I had a great picture in my brain. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know exactly what you mean when you say mandible. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mike, is there anything else you want to point people to or plug your band? Are you guys playing anywhere uh, in the oh, near nice. future? But well, the band, the band is just kind of like, uh, I mean, we put a lot of, we put that pretty much on hiatus because of the pandemic. Right. We, get to, we still get together occasionally and jam. But, you know, uh, I, I plugged it on your show before. Our, our band is called Scram. We have a couple EPs out there on Spotify. They have Bandcamp. Uh, the, the EPs don't have names. Just just search for the band name Scram and, and look for the logo, which is basically the letters that were used from the uh, the, the – the plaques of the on the platforms of the L train here in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> nice. If any of that makes sense to you, you, you'll you'll know it when you see it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I got a couple episodes left of Half a Cinch. Half a Cinch pod, podcast I do with my friend Jr. Uh, yeah. Where we talk about albums from 1972. We do deep dives in those. Those come out every week. And it being almost the, the end of the year, we only have like six, five or six episodes left. Um, and then, of course, if you want to go back and listen to uh, A Star is Lorne, that was our movie podcast where we talked about the movies from uh, SNL skit, skits. You guys were on a couple of those. Yeah, we did. Uh, what, those, what did we do? Uh, Coneheads and Night at the Roxbury. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. 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 But yeah, those are all done now. So you know, if you wanna have a laugh, those are good. Our good friend Dave Britton is on a couple of those. Mm -hmm. Well, oh yeah, you gotta listen to those. Funny dude. Yeah. He's always a treat. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, that's all I got. Cool, awesome. How many episodes did you do of, of Star Is Born? There are how 11, many movies are there? There were eleven movies. Eleven. Um, okay. But but uh, we have a bonus episode coming out very soon. So, uh, not quite a movie based on an SNL sketch, but still related to Saturday Night Live. Oh, nice. Yeah. And if they come out with another one, will you guys, are you thinking about doing another, would you do an episode? I mean, you and JR are like your buddies, so like, you can just like, <laughs> go one up. You know what, that, I, I never thought about it, but I'll, the, you, 
you heard it here first. If they make more movies, we'll, we'll do more episodes. But I seriously doubt they will. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of want to know. They haven't done one since 2010. That was McGruber. Yeah. And from and the rumor mill, if you know, I heard in the rumor mill that uh, the 50th uh, year of SNL is quickly approaching. And the passing of the torch, maybe, or the end. It might be the end. Whoa. Of SNL. So huh. I mean, fifty is a good number to go out on. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's wild that they only did eleven movies. I, I, I my <laughs> guess would have been there was more than that, but I guess that makes sense. The the gap between Ladies Man and MacGruber was ten years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But huh. uh, you know, that. MacGruber was such a good idea, though. That was such a funny movie. Yeah, I, I, I felt like I felt like Wolf Forte really had something going with that. So yeah, I mean they did the show too, uh, which was good. I really liked the show. I think it got picked up for a second season. Oh, can I can I plug an SNL person in their standup? Um, yeah, it's your show. I guess so. <laughs> Why no, are you asking my permission? What I'm saying is you can stop. of the year is the stand-up special by Chris Red. Um, you guys familiar with him on SNL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He it was it was very good and very well done. And his crowd work and improvis- improvisations are very amazing too. Like you're almost like, is this a plant? But it's like it's not. And I, I heard him in, in podcasts talk about it. Like. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, when he's talking to the crowd, they do a, a thing I've never seen before where they where they, they split screen for a moment and they show him and the person he's talking to, which is not not normally done in a stand up special. And, and it worked very well. Oh, that's cool. And, and yeah, it, it was very cool. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was very good. It was a good show. I like the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, check all that out. And Mike, thank you again. For uh, for blessing us with this this movie this episode, yes. thank you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. Ah!